The Cardinals are going to be well represented at the World Baseball Classic. So what are the pros and cons of this? Plus reactions to yesterday's trade on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. Follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio, as well as the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. Also on YouTube, you can like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. The World Baseball Classic is coming up next month, and it will begin on March the 8th and the full reveal of all 20 teams Happened tonight on the MLB Network, and we knew going into this that a ton of Cardinals players were set to represent their countries. We didn't know all the names, but we knew most of them. Uh, you've got reigning NL MVP Paul Goldschmidt and NL MVP finalist Nolan Arenado, joining pitcher Miles Michaelis and Adam Wainwright on Team USA. Then there's Tommy Edmond. He'll be uh, representing Korea. Lars Newtbar will be playing for Japan. Tyler O'Neill with Team Canada. Andre Palante is going to be playing for Italy. Hennessy's Cabrera for the Dominican Republic. Giovanni Gallegos and Jojo Romero will be for Mexico. And uh, Ivan Herrera will be playing for uh, Panama. So all of these guys are going to be participating in the World Baseball Classic. And uh, the new catcher for the Cardinals this year, Wilson Contreras, uh, was invited to play for Venezuela, but decided to instead be at spring training. He's going to be at camp with the new team. And... Uh, the guy he's replacing, the immortal Yadier Molina, will be managing Team Puerto Rico. So we've got Cardinal ties all over this thing. Uh, some former Cardinals are, are all over the, the the 20 teams as well, which is pretty darn cool. It shows the level of talent that uh, this team possesses going into 2023. Uh, the guys that have been making their media rounds for Team USA have been the trio of Cardinals. Adam Wainwright, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. Now, they did have on the MLB Network uh, tonight, they had team captain Mike Trout on there, but previous day, it was all about Goldie, Wayno, and Arenado going on to all the shows, talking about it. They were doing Zoom interviews all over the place, and here are some of the top excerpts from their conversations. Uh, when Wainwright was asked about possibly facing Molina as a manager, he said, Yachty told me since I was his brother, I should be on team Puerto Rico. I told him I couldn't wait to pitch against Puerto Rico, and he said, well, I'm going to know every pitch. Uh, so if that matchup takes place, that should be a lot of fun for us to uh, see those those two just kind of bickering at one another in the in the playful manner that they did when we saw them do it with St. Louis over the last, what, 20 years. Uh, they have a great relationship. And, um, you know, I, I, I hope that does happen. I hope Bueno actually ends up throwing against Puerto Rico at some point just to, just to see the back and forth between uh, Molina and him. Uh, Team USA will be in Pool C to begin, uh, along with Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain. And the American team is 
loaded. It's got an absolutely loaded squad, uh, not only with Cardinals players. As I mentioned, you've got Goldie, Arenado, Wayno, and Michaelis, but Mike Trout, who I said, team captain. Uh, Trey Turner from uh, the Phillies now, former Dodger, but now he's a Philly. Uh, the Dodgers, Mookie Betts. The Mets, Pete Alonso. The Phillies, JT Real Muto. The Mets, Jeff McNeil. Uh, the Phillies, Kyle Schwarber. The Astros, Kyle Tucker. Uh, former Cardinals Lance Lynn and Adam Ottavino, uh, Clayton Kershaw. All of these guys are going to be on this team. And uh, Goldie was asked about the participation this time around as opposed to 2017, which, by the way, Team USA won the World Baseball Classic in 2017. But Goldie said this about it. Last time, one of the topics was how some of the main guys didn't play. And because Team USA had never won, a lot of our guys had a chip on our shoulder to be the first to win it, and we were able to do that. Hopefully that showing motivated more guys to want to play. As I've said before, it was one of the greatest baseball experiences I've ever had. Now, if history repeats itself, this could be a really good thing for the Cardinals. Okay, let me explain to you. Back in 2017, when Goldie and Arenado were not even St. Louis Cardinals, Goldie still with the Arizona Diamondbacks, Arenado playing with the Colorado Rockies. They brought, they brought home that title for Team USA. Both men went on to have huge years in the regular season. Goldie ends up hitting 297, 36 home runs, 120 RBIs, a 142 OPS plus, 6.3 war. He finished third in the MVP voting. Nolan Arenado. It's 309, 37 home runs, 130 RBIs, a 130 OPS plus, 6.7 war. He finished fourth in the MVP voting that year. Now, if you're wondering who actually won the award that year after those two finished third and fourth, that would be Giancarlo Stanton, who won the NL MVP after hitting 281. He clobbered 59 dingers, 132 RBIs, had a 7.9 war, just a sick season for Stanton. Remember, after that season is when the Cardinals tried to acquire him. And it didn't work out, and they got stuck having to get Marcelo Zuna instead. Uh, second place that year was the Cincinnati Reds' Joey Votto, who had an 8.1 war that season after hitting 320, 36 dingers, 100 RBIs, OBP 454, had 134 walks that year. Uh, pretty darn good season for Joey Votto as well. But third and fourth, you'll take that, right? If, uh, if uh, Goldie and Arnato are able to recreate what they did in 2017. Now, when asked about... What the World Baseball Classic helped him do to prepare for the regular season, Nolan Arenado said. Just the intense games and that intense environment that the WBC has. It gets you ready quick because you have no other choice but to get ready fast. Every game is so important, and you usually don't play important games in March. When you play for Team USA, it's very important to try and win this thing again, and that gets you ready. So all of that sounds great, right? These are all positive things, but there are a couple of things that you know, I worry about with so many Cardinals participating this year. I'll tell you what they are next here on Locked on Cardinals. Now, FanDuel is uh, the only app you need for your Super Bowl party coming up this Sunday. Yeah, can you believe it? Super Bowl Sunday is almost here. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. We're really excited about partnering up with them because they are the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Here's what you do. You download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So if you lose your first bet, you are then qualified to get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets, all right? They're going to help you out. They don't want you to feel like, oh, my gosh, this isn't for me. I lost my first one. They want you to know that people win at FanDuel. 
and they let you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who's going to score a touchdown. Again, the Eagles favored by one and a half still. You can bet on who the MVP is going to be. Is it going to be Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, A.J. Brown? Could it be a defensive player like Hassan Reddick, Chris Jones? It's up to you to decide if you want to place bets on them or not. FanDuel also has a ton of game special bets as well, like receiving or rushing yards and a half by players. Who's going to score certain touchdowns, like the first touchdown scored in the second half? How many points will the teams combine for in a certain quarter or not? Um, it's all available. It's all available. And if you haven't downloaded, downloaded it already, do yourself a favor. The FanDuel Sportsbook app, get it. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Best of all, you get your winnings paid instantly, which is what we all want, right? When you win money, you want it right back in your account. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to check out Locked On MLB Prospects as well. Our host, Lindsey Crosby, is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Now, as a fan of the sport of baseball, the World Baseball Classic, uh, to me, is going to be like watching the World Cup was this past year, right? I mean, we've got all these countries battling for the crown, and you, you know, you've got your favorites like Team USA, uh, the Dominican Republic, Japan, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Mexico. But I think what Team USA is what second? I think they're favored second right now. Uh, I believe the the Dominican Republic is actually the uh, the favorite team to win this this year. But uh, we just we, we know how much fun it was watching the World Cup this year. I, I would assume most of you did. Okay, at some point or another, you turned on the tube, you watched a little bit of the soccer, even if you aren't a super fan of the sport. And I'm certainly not like I don't know who all these players were. I had no idea who most of them were. Uh, I knew the big names like Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar. I had to be told who Mbappe was like I had no idea who that was. And then I made some corny like Mbop Hanson brothers joke to my to my buddies when I said it. And they were all like, what? And I'm like, OK, never mind. <laughs> but you know what? I found myself glued. To the, to the TV watching those games, especially the Team USA games. And even after they got bounced out of the tournament, that, that game between, what, Argentina and France, that thing was nuts. And it was so much fun to watch. But as much as this is going to be entertaining for us baseball fans, there are a couple of things that I worry about with it, particularly for the Cardinals, who you know have so many guys playing this year. I know my math isn't always great, but according to my calculations, I've got at least... 11 guys who are going to be on this roster that no doubt should be on this roster uh, for 2023 taking part in the WBC. All right. They've got 17 total, I think, from the organization. But 11 guys, three-fourths of your starting infield, Arenado, Edmund, Goldschmidt. Two-thirds of your starting outfield, O'Neill and Newbar. Two out of five of your starting pitchers with Wainwright and Michaelis. And then you got four guys from the bullpen. All right. Palante. Cabrera, Romero, Gallegos. And I didn't see the stats on what the other teams have going into this tournament, but 11 of the 26 guys on your likely opening day roster are set to roll in the, as be a part of this particular tournament. That's a lot, in my opinion. I don't know if there's anybody who's got more than the Cardinals do, but 
Here are some of my concerns, all right? Health. Obviously, this goes without saying. The more times you're out on the field, the more risk you take getting injured, okay? And, yeah, I'm aware that they could get hurt just as easily playing in spring training, being down in Jupiter, as they could in the WBC. But as Arenado mentioned, the intensity is a, is a bit different when it comes to the World Baseball Classic and then spring training. Uh, the competitiveness of all of it, it's just different, you know? In spring training, if you feel a little sore, you're a little worn out, you simply take the day off. It doesn't matter, you know? You don't play. In the WBC, you know, these dudes are, you know, playing for pride as well. They want to show off for the rest of the world, their talents and how good they are and how tough they are. Um, they're going to push themselves. They really are. And with it being just March, when this goes on, uh, that's a lot earlier than normal. Uh, we just saw Tyler O'Neill. Okay. Tyler O'Neill is going to be playing outfield for team Canada. Great. We just watched that dude suffer through a ton of leg injuries last year. And it, it screwed up the major league team. It, it didn't pan out well for the Cardinals that he was hurt all the time. You know, he's supposed to be a main cog in this lineup next year, and he's going to play for team Canada. I, I can't be the only one <laughs> that will have his fingers crossed, hoping that he doesn't like tweak a muscle legging out a double in this tournament, you know, and uh, all of them are going to be taking risks out there. You know, and no, they won't play every day. You know, the, the managers will be rotating people in and out. I understand that. But still, these are extra games. These are extra innings that, you know, they, they're they going to be playing at a, at a higher level than it would be at spring training. So I worry about the health, uh, the wear and tear in general. This sort of goes along with the health. But, it, you know, I'm thinking more of um, an exhaustion aspect of the World Baseball Classic. You know, you're getting started earlier in the year than normal. Uh, then playing meaningful games, not the ho-hum spring training games, but the I want to win for my country, go USA type of uh, attitude or whatever country you, the guy's playing for. Uh, and you're doing it earlier, a whole month earlier than you normally would. You know, baseball season, like as far as the regular season games where you got to get, you know, you got to bear down. Uh, that's not until April normally. And now you're doing this a whole month earlier. Um, Granted, they're not going to be playing the 20 games in three weeks type of scenario that you might see during a, a regular season schedule. But still, every inning takes its toll on you at some point. We all know how this team collapsed at the end of last year. All right. You know, specifically your two MVPs, Goldschmidt and Arenado, they were not very good at the plate in September. All right. They, they just weren't. And they didn't do diddly poo <laughs> in the postseason. All right. So their production just just plummeted yeah and uh that carried over to the playoffs and then you're out after two games against the Phillies I, I don't want to see that again you know and what about the pitchers what about them Wainwright Michaelis huge pieces of your rotation this year which is already this rotation going into 2023 is a bit suspect we know this and this is going to add innings and pitches onto their arms now they do have pitch limits in the in the World Baseball Classic. For those of you who are not familiar, a pitcher is limited to 65 pitches during a first-round game, 80 in a quarterfinal, 95 in the championship round. So it's not like they're going to go out there and chuck 100 pitches up to the plate. A limit can be exceeded to finish a plate appearance. That can happen. But a pitcher may not pitch in games on three consecutive games or ex consecutive days either. So they're, they're doing it. They have these rules set in place to – 
save the arms of these guys, which is great because I remember they didn't, they used to, okay. When you were like in little league and you could just go out there and throw as many as you want. And they started doing that too, for, for little league guys, because the wear and tear on the arm can be so much. I mean, I remember I'd, we'd have a tournament over a, a weekend and you would play six, seven games in three days. And I would end up throwing in four of those games at some point. They, they don't want that to happen, not at that level, and certainly not at the World Baseball Classic, because they don't want people to get hurt. So I'm glad they have those rules in place. But still, you know, you're talking about two guys that have dealt with injuries over the years, and you're, you're throwing extra pitches. Uh, Wayno did say this recently, that my body's moving good, arm's moving good, and I'm making sure I'm at least a week or two ahead of where I'd normally be. I'm old, but if the years have taught me anything, it's how to prepare for spring training and get everything out of my body. More than anything, I'm just excited to play and represent our countries, which, you know, sounds like he's prepared. I'm sure Michaelis is prepared as well, and so are the other guys. But again, you've only got so many throws in your arm, all right? Are these guys going to be gassed when we get to late August, September, hopefully October for uh, the playoffs when the Cardinals will need them the most? It's a risk. It's a risk, and I'm just pointing it out that it's just some. It's, you know, if there's some negatives about having all these guys playing, those are the ones I'm worried about the most. Now, when you have negatives, you've also got positives, right? We're going to talk about those guys, uh, the positives of why having these guys in the WBC could be a good thing as well, plus some of your reactions to yesterday's trade for reliever Anthony Misevich. We'll do that next here on Locked on Cardinals. So I brought up my concerns about the World Baseball Classic, but there are plenty of positives as well. So I, I want to be fair and bring those up as well. I'm not a negative Nancy guy. I'm a positive guy for the most part. So how impressive is it that the Cardinals, this Cardinals team, has this many people on teams, 12 guys, nine countries, and those are like starters because we're talking about Yvonne Herrera as a, a guy who probably will be on this roster at some point. Uh, at the major league level, but 17 total in the organization, 12 guys who will probably be on the, on the roster this year, covering nine countries, representing the Cardinals in this tournament. It just shows how good this Cardinals team and this Cardinals organization is, you know, how well they've put together their, uh, their, their player personnel and how they develop guys. It's a lot of talent, you know? Sure, not every star in Major League Baseball is playing, which opened up more spots. You know, you've got teams that some of our guys are on that don't have a lot of great talent on there, and that's fine. But they're still one of the best players in the world representing their country. Uh, it's just an impressive amount of players and talent, in my opinion. And you've got so many former Cardinals out there as well. It's not just the guys that are right now under the umbrella of the Cardinals. You've got guys that used to be on this team and in this organization that have branched out and are playing for uh, other countries. So um, I, I thought, I thought that was really, really cool. You know, job well done to everybody involved in the organization to have this many good players available to represent their countries. That's uh, kudos. Uh, I also pointed out earlier that Arnato and Goldie had great years following their appearance in the 2017 WBC. So, Talking about the wear and tear and how many innings they're going to play, is this also a jumpstart to what they might do in 2023, where instead of struggling in April, you know, guys, Goldie normally gets off to a cold start. Like in his career, that's been a thing. What if he gets all of that coldness out and he's ready to, you know, fire on all cylinders? 
when he gets into the Cardinal uniform at the end of March, going into April when the regular season starts. You know, get those competitive juices going a little earlier. Get their swings where they want them to be. And they're all warmed up and ready to go. That could happen as well. We hope so. Because I mentioned <laughs> how many starters are playing in this. And if they all come in red hot, we might see a, a pretty impressive April out of this team. And in all honesty, how could you tell someone, no, you cannot represent your country? I mean, who's going to do that? You know? And I'm glad the Cardinals did not put their foots down and say, no, 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 no. You need to be focusing on a. It's an honor to play for your country, right? Every single player out there considers it an honor. And even though guys like uh, Wilson Contreras chose to be at spring training instead, which I appreciate, which I appreciate, I wonder if he's going to be a little bit jealous when things get rolling here and he's not playing for Team Venezuela and he misses out on this opportunity, which is a cool opportunity for everybody involved. So I'm a little surprised. Again, I appreciate the efforts out of Wilson Contreras to be with his new team and get to know people and learn stuff. But at the same time, I, I hope he's not, I hope he's not bitter about it later on. Um, another positive with all of these starters going to be gone at the world baseball classic for those three weeks, you're going to get a look at a lot of this young talent that this organization has developed. And you're going to get a chance to see them play a lot during spring training, you know? So uh, guys like, Nolan Gorman are going to get a lot more at-bats. Brennan Donovan, Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, you know, Alec Burleson, Dylan Carlson, um, Moises Gomez. All of these guys that we've talked about in this offseason that could be very, very important to this team this year and moving forward, they're going to get a lot more at-bats. You know, I wish Yvonne Herrera was going to be, you know, in camp doing stuff with us, but, you know, Kisner and Contreras will get a bunch of at-bats. Um, you know, Juan Yepes, he's going to get a, a ton of at-bats. Some of these guys that we think are going to be more bench guys, they're going to be pushed into the starter roles during spring training, and they're going to get a lot more innings, which means the coaches are going to get a lot more looks at what these guys can offer and what they can expect from them when that regular season starts. It's going to give guys like Jordan Walker a huge opportunity to impress, to make this opening day roster which great, <laughs> you know, uh, the more talent, the better, right? That's what we need. All right, so let's move on and get some reactions from yesterday's trade with the Royals. In case you missed it, the uh, team did acquire left-handed pitcher Anthony Masevich yesterday. Uh, I got to throw his picture up here again for you. Yeah. Even though it's not in a Royals hat, okay, this is the photo I was allowed to use, and uh, there he is. There he is. We have no idea if he's got any teeth. But we know he's got a mustache. If you're on YouTube, you can see him. All right. So I did a whole episode on him yesterday. So if you haven't seen it yet, please give it a watch. And, you know, here's some of the reactions to that move. Uh, Wandering John wrote, what did anyone expect? Edwin Diaz? At least we are not bottom dwellers like the Athletics or the Pirates. Ouch. Calling out the A's and the Buckos. Uh, who knows? The guy could do well. Plus, we've got a lot of good arms in AAA to add. What we really need is a good addition to the rotation, which most likely will happen at the trade deadline. In parentheses, he puts uh, Shane Bieber. Uh, Wandering John, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what were people expecting? You know, we're not expecting... Uh, a trade for like a superstar right now. Um, I, I still hold out hope that they might sign a, a, a better reliever, somebody with a, a, a little more, I guess, uh, 
somebody who's proven to do it better at the major league level, but um, we do have some arms at AAA, I guess. I not so many left-handed arms, but um, maybe he does pan out. We don't know. Um, but as far as the trade deadline stuff, somebody like uh, Bieber, it just kind of stinks that you have to wait until August, <laughs> you know, to to see if anything, any moves like that are going to be made because you got to find out who's in contention, who's not. Um, salary talks with the, these teams if they're going to do extensions with guys. I mean, it's just so far away. It's just it's hard to get excited about something that might happen in August. You know, we don't know. I mean, they could be trading for Shohei Otani by that point, right? I mean, we could we could dream. Uh, John Poe writes, do you like FIP for pitchers? For those of you who don't know, uh, FIP is fielding independent pitching. Uh, if so, Anthony Masevich, his FIP was lower than his ERA in 2022, which would rank third best on the team behind Ryan Housley and Jake Walsh. He can also reach 95 on the radar gun and seems to throw strikes. Maybe he just needs a good defense behind him. John Poe, thank you so much for uh, your reaction there. I love the positive thoughts, though. Look at that. Two of the guys, the first ones I read here positive not bagging on mo for low-hanging fruit kind of like what i did yesterday um but i appreciate that positive thoughts and yes uh he has been able to hit 95 averages around 93 that's more him throws a cutter curveball uh was much better when he got to kansas city last year than he was with seattle so maybe they do find a diamond in the rough that's a possibility but when you have guys who are already proven you know, that are out there and available. Andrew Chafin, Will Smith, Brad Hand, Matt Moore. I did get called out in the comments for not bringing up Brad Hand more. Um, honestly, I don't I don't know why people don't bring him up as much along with uh, this grouping, but I think we should. Um, he pitched pretty darn well when he got to Philadelphia. I know he had a, a rough time there with the Blue Jays after he got moved to them uh, in 2021, but seemed to right the ship a bit in uh, 2022 with Philadelphia. Um, but when you got guys like this, you know, you got guys like this. We could take his picture off, I guess. We could stop that now on YouTube. Uh, why are we trying to dig for a good player? Like, why are we trying to – and I, I don't mean to say this to make fun of Anthony Masevich, but why are we trying to polish a turd and turn him into something greater? Like, why are we doing that? When, when there's some guys out there who already are pretty darn good. And maybe it's because the faith in uh, Hennessy's Cabrera, Packy Naughton, Jojo Romero, and Zach Thompson is that strong where they don't think they have to go out and get one of those guys. And that, that could be the case as well. Maybe they don't think they need to. Maybe they like these guys. Maybe they've seen Hennessy's Cabrera do something and go, yeah, we're good. We're, we're straight. Uh, again, Zach Thompson, great year last year, but he was a rookie. There could be some regression. Um, you know, I mean, Naughton and Romero, I mean, does that excite you? I don't, I don't know. I mean, Romero is going to pitch for Mexico, so maybe he's better than we give him credit for, or at least I give him credit for. I shouldn't speak for you, but I just know I'd feel better if they grabbed one of these other guys to team up with the rest of this group. You know, Chafin and Smith, probably the most expensive of the bunch. And, uh, you know, maybe as spring training gets closer, the price on these guys dips. But now with Misevich in the fold, you've got, what, five lefties? And then uh, Connor Thomas, Matthew Libertor. Not saying Libertor should be in the bullpen at all. I don't think that's something they'll do. But Connor Thomas could be somebody that you bring in there after figuring out the cutter and being so good at the uh, in the Arizona Fall League. So 
it doesn't seem like paying for one of these more established names is something that they're going to do now. As much as I, I whine about it and think maybe they should do it, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. But we'll see what happens. The spring training gets closer, you know? Maybe, they, like I said, maybe their prices come down and the Cardinals are like, okay, now you're in our range. Let's bring them in. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB Prospects, host Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. Give it a whirl. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe on YouTube. appreciate all the new subscribers. You guys are bad arses. Uh, don't forget to hit the like button, all right? Again, it takes a just boop. It takes a quick second. That's all you got to do, all right? And if you don't like what I'm talking about, Hit the down button. That's fine. I, I like the you know thumbs up buttons better, but um, do that. Follow us on Twitter, LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Tomorrow, we're going to talk more about this rotation, more about this pitching staff. I've got some stuff lined up for you. Plus, ESPN put out uh, a ranking of all of the different starting rotations in Major League Baseball. And Cardinals are kind of down on the list there. So we're going to get into that tomorrow. You're the best fans of baseball for a reason. I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. 